Today's podcast is sponsored by The Roasted Bean, located at 934 Terryville Avenue in Bristol on Route 6 near the Terryville line. Now they have more than just coffee with the most delicious fraps, lattes, and hot coca in the area. Pick up a breakfast sandwich or choose from the great selection of grab-and-go items as well. You can order from the Joe app, have it ready when you arrive. They even have curbside pickup. The Roasted Bean, celebrating their first anniversary on January 8th, 9th, and 10th, with specials, raffles, and giveaways for everybody. Open seven days a week for your convenience. Don't forget to pick up a gift card for the holidays. The Roasted Bean has something for everyone on your list. As a matter of fact, Santa says you've been good this year. Sort of. So go and enjoy something for yourself, too, at the Roasted Bean. 934 Terryville Avenue in Bristol, on Route 6, near the Terryville line. And happy holidays. Welcome to the New Britain Herald and Bristol Press Stories of the Week. My name is Matt Hornick, and each Thursday, my fellow reporter, Catherine Shannon, and I will take you through some of the newspaper's most compelling stories. We will bring on guests to further highlight the best reporting being done in our newsrooms. And this week, I speak with local coaches Bunty Ray and Matt Lance about the experience of coaching multiple teams throughout the pandemic and what they hope to see moving forward as the winter season approaches. Welcome to this week's episode of Stories of the Week. It's uh, just me, Matt, this week. Catherine on vacation. She's off enjoying herself. So I took the opportunity to speak to a couple of local coaches about how it's been to deal with the turbulence of the pandemic for nearly nine whole months now. I spoke with Matt Lance from Innovation and Bunty Ray, who coaches at both Bristol Eastern and Bristol Central, and they coach during all three seasons. So they've experienced everything we've had the chance to see as far as the pandemic and how it's impacted high school sports in Connecticut. And they had a lot of good insight as to what it's been like and how it's going as they hope to have a basketball season. So we're here with Bristol Eastern and soccer and basketball coach and Bristol Central baseball coach Bunty Ray and innovation volleyball, basketball, and track coach Matt Lance. Uh, how are you guys doing? Good. Good. Doing well. Well, uh, with the pandemic now having affected all three uh, fall, winter, and spring seasons, you guys have uh, seen sports be impacted in different ways Bunty, for starters, uh, after losing the baseball season and sort of going into the fall, what was your mindset with the hopes of a soccer season? Well, I knew once we were going back in school, um, there was going to be a shot. Um, it was kind of an up and down preseason with, with dealing with the low numbers and the conditioning. And then we changed the structure about two or three times with small groups and cohorts. And then when we finally got going, I think we only got one scrimmage in. But once we got that scrimmage in, I think I started to have a little more hope. Until that first scrimmage when we took a bus going somewhere, I wasn't really sure what was going to happen. Um, I don't know if you know this, but the first game, uh, we were sitting there and Farmington doesn't show up. Um, Avon goes up to Bristol Central because Farmington scrimmage Central. The next thing you know, both team four teams on the shelf that day we didn't know till you ready for this 345 game somebody got out of the parking lot and told us at 340 we weren't playing 
So we well, kept I, the ref there and we scrimmaged each other. I, I remember I showed up to the field just like ready to go. And uh, you were just like, you, you told me, you were like, hey, they're not coming. And I was like, very good. I think that was the first time I was kind of skeptical. But then once we started playing the soccer season, I was, I was very hopeful. And leading into basketball, I was thinking the same thing. I'm thinking, all right, we got a shot. And obviously there's a spike. So you just – from losing the whole baseball season to now all of a sudden getting some games, uh, you know, I have a little hope, but there's a lot of things that have to happen. And, yeah, Matt, similar question to you. You've sort of experienced the same thing. And with basketball season hopefully approaching – you guys get to start practicing January 19th. What, uh, what's sort of your outlook been over the past six months plus? Um, I think it's just for the sake of me and for the sake of the players, it's just keeping things realistic as well and realizing that what we know today could be very different than what happens tomorrow, a week from now, two weeks from now, and realizing that the whole situation's very fluid. Um, and we're, but I've been very open with the athletes about it because they always ask, like, what do you think? You know, especially with basketball coming up, like, you think it's going to happen? I know right now we're slated for it. Like, I'm honest. I was like, look, right now, January 19th is what the date is best set at. If anything changes, I'm sure you'll hear about it, but we'll let you know. So it's just kind of keeping a realistic, hopeful outlook, but also being realistic as well at the same time because there's so many factors that kind of go into it. For sure. And for dealing with high school kids in this circumstance can be uh, dif- difficult with the managing of emotions. I mean, how do you sort of keep the kids focused when there's so many – different, like you mentioned, so many different variables and so many ups and downs and just changing news. Yeah, I just try to, I mean, you know, uh, once we were able to kind of get into the volleyball season, obviously there's a lot of like uncertainty from, you know, week to week or you're, cause usually you can control a lot of things, but when you get into that kind of season right now with everything that's going on, you can't, don't really have much control. Try to like, just kind of keep things as business as usual, as, as much as you can. So trying to make sure they're focusing on like academics and still doing great check-ins and checking in with them. Um, even though there's nothing even close to remotely to normal of what we are right now, it's just trying to have them get that sense of routine, that sense of normalcy to try to still do the things you normally do, even though it may be a little bit harder. Bunty, how's it been with uh, your kids the rest of the few teams? Well, I agree totally with what, what we said. Uh, but one of the biggest things for me is, you know, I've been there 22 years and I have my little traditions and, you know, getting together with the seniors after and, and making sure that, you know, your underclassmen are feeding into your program properly. I think that's been the biggest challenge for me. Um, you know, in the baseball season, we have our things that we like to do at the end of the season for our seniors. We weren't able to do those things. Um, this year was cut short also. I got quarantined, actually, in the, uh, the last tournament game. So I missed the Central Eastern game, the second one. So I didn't even get to send off the seniors that day. And then for the basketball end of it, you know, everything ends so abruptly and then it started. I'm more concerned about, you know, my upperclassmen and my, and my seniors, but also how am I going to acclimate my, my younger kids that I don't know yet. You're talking about a baseball season now that coming up where I only have one varsity returner. I mean, we had, we were going to be senior heavy and I haven't met all those other kids coming in. And now, you know, soccer wise, at least we were able to get that advantage, but in basketball, I got a whole group of kids that I need to get involved in the program. And that's been a challenge. Um, So the communication part of it, obviously with your veterans that are close to you, if you have those guys that are veterans that are close to you, that communication is there, but the guys you don't know, or some of even the younger guys and your freshmen that you're counting on, you know, you haven't established that rapport yet. So 
Um, with all the restrictions, too, it's not like we can get out. I know we did have a fall league in the Armory. I have that sports facility in town um, where we were able to get some games, and we limped at the finish line at the end. But, you know, at the Bristol Armory, at least there's some trainings. But now with the restrictions there, it's been a little tough. But we did play with masks there, and we were able to get some some games in. So, you know, we did have a semblance of a fall league. We had about 17 teams in there. So, you know, I know New Britain had a league. I know Newington had a league. So that communication was there, and then all of a sudden it kind of stops. It comes to a halt. You're hoping your kids don't lose interest or lose focus. So, you know, once again, doing the grade check-ins is big, but, you know, these kids want to play, and it, it's tough to not be able to condition with them. One advantage that we had in the fall was we were able to condition, you know, and they pretty much shut that down for basketball. We're not even able to, we, you know, we can't even run or get in the gym, which is, which is a challenge. Today's podcast is sponsored by The Roasted Bean, located at 934 Terryville Avenue in Bristol on Route 6 near the Terryville line. Now they have more than just coffee with the most delicious fraps, lattes, and hot coca in the area. Pick up a breakfast sandwich or choose from the great selection of grab-and-go items as well. You can order from the Joe app, have it ready when you arrive. They even have curbside pickup. The Roasted Bean, celebrating their first anniversary on January 8th, 9th, and 10th with specials, raffles, and giveaways for everybody. Open seven days a week for your convenience. Don't forget to pick up a gift card for the holidays. The Roasted Bean has something for everyone on your list. As a matter of fact, Santa says you've been good this year. Sort of. So go and enjoy something for yourself, too, at The Roasted Bean. 934 Terryville Avenue in Bristol on Route 6 near the Terryville line. And happy holidays. So, yeah, you, you guys aren't going to have a ton of time before you're actually out there playing games for basketball season. What are uh, some of your plans to sort of get as much done in your limited uh, preseason? Um, I think and I think it's going to, you know, trying to think of how you're going to plan things out. It's It's definitely going to be – different this year just not even in terms of preseason but how your preparation as a coach I feel like our preparation is probably going to change drastically in terms of do we are we able to do things that we normally do we're we gonna have to prioritize different things like the fitness and kind of simplifying things down in such a short time um I think you know you want to hit the ground running but you also have to realize that especially if some of these kids didn't do a winter uh, fall league or they didn't play a fall sport some of them may be coming literally further behind than they have been before physically in terms of the condition that they're in um, so, you know, it's something I've been thinking about in terms of how are you going to, how am I going to balance making sure kids are there physically while also making sure that, you know, the skill portion of things is kind of progressing where it needs to be the, the team portion of things are progressing how they need to be. So, um, you know, I think it's once we kind of see how the beginning of the season is really going to be and the timelines and how things are going to work out, I think it's going to be easier to kind of plan things, but I don't think, you know, for me personally, it's kind of, I kind of have to change how I obviously normally go about things for sure. I think adapting is the biggest thing that, you know, you mentioned. I think that's 100% right. Um, I'm, a, I'm a creature of habit. <laughs> and, you know, when you go into these situations, and it happened to me in soccer. I mean, I, we went out to the preseason, and it, they weren't ready. And, you know, we had some kids. But ultimately, kids are pretty resilient. We're going to get them ready. Um, I don't think you can – I know the last two games we had our, you know, all-state goalie quarantined and – we had two other kids. So in basketball, that's going to be more of a challenge where, you know, one or two players 
in the mix, you know, getting quarantined, the next thing you know, that's going to be an issue because now you've got to really coach your other groups. What we haven't gotten guidance from is, you know, how are these going to, groups going to be cohorted? Um, are we going to have to separate? Are we going to have to go small groups? How are you going to acclimate your kids to the varsity if somebody goes down, if there's an injury, if there's a quarantine? <laughs> you know, I already went through it. I think the overall mindset of a coach is, and I could attest for a lot of guys, there's a lot of great coaches out there. We want to go in, we want to prepare, prepare, prepare. But we also have to realize that, you know, we're out there to, to participate right now. And I'm not a participation coach, believe me. But, you know, getting out there and teaching and going back to that might be a good reset just to appreciate it. Wins and losses are going to happen. You know, I, I'm not one of those guys. I, I think the scoreboard matters. But at the same time, there's other things going on right now. So that's going to be the, the, the balancing act, making the scoreboard important for the players and the competition, but also understanding that we have to take what comes and there might be some bumps along the road. So, you know, that, that's a challenge. That uh, leads into my next question very nicely, actually, which is with every, every game that I went to in the fall season, every kid, every coach was just so, so happy to be there, just so happy to have the opportunity with just the general fear they had all summer that they weren't going to have the season. And that feeling still hasn't, is still there for, I assume, for winter athletes. So, I mean, even though you want to take the, each contest as seriously as you can in terms of wins and losses, from what it, how it affects the kids, how important is it just to be able to have these opportunities? You know, the fall, that fall was like an adjustment period for sure. You know, I'm a very, very, very competitive coach, as I, I know most coaches are. And it took a little while to get used to because, um, you know, some of the – a lot of the – for the volleyball season, a lot of the girls still – you know, they were all really happy to be there, but they were still really competitive. They wanted to get better. They wanted to perform better. So, honestly, as a, as a coach in that fall season, it was sometimes hard to balance that, like – because 100% every day we were able to be in the gym, we were able to play was definitely a positive because that just that opportunity for a lot of those girls to play was – you know, probably well, the one thing they definitely looked forward to the most each day. Like, all right, we thought we weren't even going to have a chance to play. Now we're actually going to other gyms and playing. But I think finding that balance is – it was not an easy thing to do in the fall because you are happy to play, but at the same time you you have your players who want to get better. You you are competitive. So uh, I think you used the word adapting in your when you were talking last time. I think that's really important is like that's got to be kind of – that's going to be a focus point for a lot of people is how do you – really kind of change your outlook almost because it's something that's kind of been ingrained ingrained in you for a while in terms of that competitiveness. So I think most coaches all teach life lessons first and foremost, but then between the lines or between the lines. So I think the kids still have a certain expectation. Your veterans still have a certain expectation of what the program is or what it should be and what the way you are. So you know, in my experience, they're looking to you to keep the normalcy going in an abnormal situation. So they're still expecting us to be who we are. Um, we have to understand who they are in this particular situation off the field. The problem was never between the lines. I think it was more the preparation aspect of it and the practices and the, and the numbers and those types of things. Um, kids are, like I said, pretty resilient. Um, it's the new kids that really, this is their first time doing this and they don't know what normal is. So we have to guide them into what normal is. And, you know, you're doing it on a little softer scale with your younger kids coming in, but with your veterans, you know, they, they want what they want. They want those traditions. It's their turn. 
You know, they sat down and they were watching. And if you were, if you have a star, uh, you know, it, it's that star's time to, to shine. I mean, I think you have different levels of this. You have kids that are going to college and then you have kids that are participating at the varsity level and you have guys that are competing. And then you have other guys that are just trying to figure out where they stand. And each one of those groups is different. So trying to get that all to mesh in a pandemic is, is <laughs> it, it's different. And every sport is different, you know? So, and then you're talking postseason. Now all of a sudden in soccer, I mean, we did have that little mini tournament, but that wasn't really, that wasn't a postseason. You know, if they do it with the way I think they're going to do it in basketball and baseball, you know, now we're, the competitiveness is starting to, it's going to ramp up a little bit. I think what we had to do is we had to find little mini motivations with these games because there was no postseason. And we were kind of happy with just saying, hey, listen, you know, this is us. And you try to create little goals. But once that postseason comes back around, and if we have one in those two other sports, you'll see that competitiveness come out automatically. Well, thank you guys both for doing this so much. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good luck this year, too. Good Good luck. Yeah, we'll see you. Take it easy. Have a good one, Matt. And as always, you can find all of our coverage and everything you're going to need to know about the upcoming winter sports season on newbrittonherald.com and bristolpress.com. I'm Matt Hornick, and I'll talk to you next week. Today's podcast is sponsored by The Roasted Bean, located at 934 Terryville Avenue in Bristol, on Route 6, near the Terryville line. Now they have more than just coffee, with the most delicious fraps, lattes, and hot coca in the area. Pick up a breakfast sandwich, or choose from the great selection of grab-and-go items as well. You can order from the Joe app, have it ready when you arrive. They even have curbside pickup. The Roasted Bean, celebrating their first anniversary on January 8th, 9th, and 10th, with specials, raffles, and giveaways for everybody. Open seven days a week for your convenience. Don't forget to pick up a gift card for the holidays. The Roasted Bean has something for everyone on your list. As a matter of fact, Santa says you've been good this year. Sort of. So go and enjoy something for yourself, too, at the Roasted Bean. 934 Terryville Avenue in Bristol, on Route 6, near the Terryville line. And happy holidays.